Hello and welcome to Congress Talks, a podcast that brings you the latest news from the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. I'm Aileen O'Mara and in this episode... Patricia King tells us why the Congress Charter for Fair Conditions at Work is so important for workers in this election campaign. It was really important that Congress engaged in this clear, simple message. Decent work does matter. Fair conditions at work do matter. And where does your TD stand on the principles of a living wage and the right to trade union representation? We have a number of political parties who have 100% agreed to support uh, the uh, terms of our charter and others who have not. And workers' rights in Europe need to be defended. We talked to Luca Visentini, the head of the European Trade Union Confederation. All the attacks against the trade union and social rights at the moment are coming from Europe. Attacks against the right to strike, the right to uh, join a union, etc., etc. While the government has called the general election and Congress is putting the Charter for Fair Conditions at Work at the centre of its campaign for workers' rights. The Charter's principles call for a living wage, fair hours, trade union representation, respect at work and public procurement rules. Patricia King explains. Well, the Charter fundamentally sets out the key components required to make decent work a reality across all sectors of the economy. And it also, I think, very neatly summarises the role of trade unions and it goes to the heart of what unions are about. It's a Congress Charter for Fair Conditions at Work. There are basically five aspects to it. Tell me what they are. Yeah, well, there are five key components. Uh, The living wage, uh, we believe that all workers should earn no less than 11.50 an hour. And we believe that over the period of the current low pay commission, which has another two and a half years to run, I believe we should be able to achieve the 11.50 per hour by the end of that commission term. Fair hours at work, um, recent disputes would have highlighted strong difficulties that workers can experience in relation to precarious work, zero-hour contracts, and how employers can manipulate situations to control both the hours that workers have and the income. So they control their income and they control their hours, and therefore that can have serious effect on workers' wages and indeed their ability to live a decent uh, life uh, based on both their hours and their income. So from that perspective, it's the University of Limerick recently uh, published a review of the current situation here in Ireland, and they have made what we believe are very solid recommendations. So our campaign is to have those recommendations implemented uh, and have the law amended where appropriate. The right to representation and collective bargaining, well, we have improved considerably the legislation in terms of collective bargaining. What we don't have is any solidity in terms of trade union representation, as in an employer still who's hostile to trade unions can refuse uh, to have any dealings with the trade union. And from our perspective, that is not in line with the Charter for Fundamental Rights in Europe. And there have been several European cases of law. We believe they should be implemented here in Ireland. The equality, ethics at work and respect, we think that a charter of ethics should be developed with every employer in the country as to how 
uh, employers interact with employees and indeed how people in work interact with one another and there should be a level of ethics attached to that and it should be equally as important as the mission statement in a company. And finally then, the public procurement, uh, very important. Um, the public contracting situation can now be improved, I believe, with the transposition of the new directives from Europe. And we are campaigning strongly that the government should include social, environmental and labour clauses in future public contracts. So these are five very important aspects of what trade unions stand for in this country from the living wage, like you say, fair hours of work, right to representation, collective bargaining, respect, equality, ethics at work and fair public procurement. This isn't just a charter that you want uh, people to read and understand and support. You're going further than that. Tell me what you've done next. Well, what we have done is we have um, approached every Oireachtas member and the political parties and we've had um, a conversation with them. We've supplied them with all the information they required in relation to the five topics. And we asked them to pledge their support to the Congress Charter. The outcome of that now is, is um, quite stark in that um, we have a number of political parties who have 100% agreed to support uh, the uh, terms of our Charter and others who have not. For instance, the Labour Party, Sinn Féin, Fianna Fáil and the Social Democrats, together with the socialist groups, have agreed to 100% support the pledge and the charter. In terms of Fine Gael, 7% of Fine Gael TDs and Oireachtas members support it. Renua decided not to support it at all. And... In the independent technical group, 70% of them uh, decided to support it. But just 7% of Fine Gael members supported it? Yes, just 7% of the Oireachtas members in Fine Gael. Um, clearly, um, from what I've outlined to you, there's a clear uh, left-right um, and indeed left-of-centre um, outcome here. And there's very clearly a right view that they should not support our charter. As you say, it is very stark when you see it in those terms, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is, and I think um, from our perspective, we decided that we would alert the membership, trade union membership in the country, to these um, facts, and that's what they are, and that we would ensure that our members were at least aware of that coming up to polling day. So the case will be that every trade union member can take a copy of this charter and see who supports it, what TD supports it, and what TD doesn't support it, what political Absolutely. parties support it. Absolutely, and we will have that published, and we will have it available to all members uh, of the uh, movement. Can I ask you how significant do you think it is that just 7% of Fine Gael supported it? Well, I think it's clearly significant um, because, from our perspective, what we have ask them to consider and to support are very fundamental issues. And I think um, a party uh, that, you know, has already been in government and may aspire to return to government, it's very clear from our perspective that it's a serious matter for, the, for us to consider and for them to consider that they are not prepared to uh, say that they support our pledge. So where do you take it from here now, Patricia? Where does it go from here? 
Well, we, there are a number of phases to our campaign and we are halfway through our um, local authority campaign. We have asked all the local authorities in the state to consider uh, passing a resolution uh, in support of the Charter. Um, we have made ourselves available and are going to each of these local authorities to set out what our charter stand, what we stand for, what it means, and asking for their support. And we've been really uh, surprised and very positive with the response that we have got. We've also um, contacted all of the business advocacy groups in the country, and we are also simultaneously engaged in interactions with them. We've had some meetings, and we're going to continue to do that. And the final phase of the campaign will include NGOs. Uh, faith groups and indeed organisations similar to the GAA and others so that we can really complete the circle of the national conversation uh, on this what we believe to be a really important debate on fair conditions at work. Decent work does matter, fair conditions at work do matter and we have to campaign as clearly as we can to have that conversation nationally to achieve it. Patricia King there. You can find all the details of the Congress Charter on our website, ictu.ie. And do check to see if your TD supports these principles. Go to ictu.ie forward slash charter. The General Secretary of the European Trade Union Confederation, Luca Visentini, was in Dublin in January, and we caught up with him for Congress talks. He firmly believes that Europe must boost public investment and wages to end the current economic crisis. When we speak about public investment, uh, we are referring to the fact that uh, private Im investment alone is on the one side not able to generate the quantity of money that is really needed to try to boost the economy, and on the other side is not able to, let's say, direct investment to the right sectors, to the right companies, uh, to the right needs of the economy, and more in general of the civil society. Because if you think, for example, uh, uh, at the need to boost uh, uh, infrastructures, uh, physical and immaterial infrastructures, at the need of boosting econ uh, education and training in the labour market, uh, in uh, valuing uh, the human factor uh, for, uh, for the economy, uh, the need to support innovation, research, uh, uh, all these elements in the economy. Well, it's impossible that uh, private investment alone can really generate these results. So public investment uh, at the core of uh, a strategy to recover the economy. The second element is partnership and the need to have social partners on board in the macroeconomic policies on the one side and on the other side their capacity to deliver proper industrial relations, proper collective bargaining rounds, uh, proper minimum wages uh, to ensure that also internal demand is supported because we cannot leave only exports, we need really also to boost internal demand, to, uh, um, to increase the purchasing power of our workers and to be uh, able to sort out from this uh, deflationary trap in which we are stuck at the moment in Europe. And the third element is the need to uh, reduce inequalities and to tackle, uh, let's say, unfair competition in the economy affecting workers and citizens. Uh, this is the m most relevant result of the incredible macroeconomic imbalances we have in our, uh, in our economy and in our labour market. And inequality, unfair competition is something on which uh, the trade unions have really to invest their most relevant effort. And would it be fair, do you think, to say that during the crash and after the crisis that a lot of the rights that trade unions had built up during before that, that a lot were, were eroded and washed away uh, 
as the, the crisis hit, hit the countries individually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the past, Europe was considered in the global dimension as uh, the place where all trade union and social rights uh, uh, were born. Uh, and the European social model was really the added value for our economy and for our internal social cohesion. And now all these elements in the neoliberal narrative have become, uh, let's say, obstacles to competitiveness and productivity. But all the evidence shows that it's exactly the opposite. If you have a strong industrial relations, strong social models, uh, you can really uh, uh, perform better also in the economy. So our uh, priority in absolute terms at the moment in Europe as the European trade union movement is to restore trade union and social rights. Uh, uh, when we discuss about that in the ILO meetings, uh, we face an incredible paradox, that is the fact that uh, all the attacks against the trade union and social rights at the moment are coming from Europe. Attacks against the right to strike, the right to uh, join a union, etc., etc. So we have absolutely to face this problem and to tackle this problem. And so that's why we launched a uh, few, few weeks ago a relevant campaign at the European level to restore trade union rights in Europe. So tell me a little bit more about that campaign. Well, that campaign, uh, the idea behind the campaign is to uh, go through, first of all, all the national situations, to try to understand what is happening in the different countries in terms of attacks uh, uh, on trade union rights. We are facing incredible situations because, for example, something uh, very negative is happening in countries that, that in, in the past were really the best ones, the benchmarks, uh, let's say, in social terms uh, at the European and global level, like Finland, for example, uh, or France, uh, uh, etc., but also in countries like the UK or the Eastern countries where, unfortunately, it's sincere that uh, the trade union rights are uh, under attack. Uh, what we are going to do is to involve, first of all, the European Parliament in this campaign. We want to have pledges coming from uh, uh, the members of the European Parliament supporting our campaign. Uh, we want to mobilize also the European Commission because we think that the European Commission should play a role in controlling that this kind of phenomena don't happen uh, in the different countries. And we think also that uh, through the semester process, uh, it's not a paradox, it's not a contradiction, uh, through the semester process, the European Commission should not only recommend uh, cuts uh, or, or, or new rules on the economy, they should also recommend to restore proper industrial relations and proper trade union rights. And so the country-specific recommendations should be also a mean to achieve this goal. Uh, and then, obviously, we have also to uh, mobilize in a coordinated way our members in the different countries uh, to uh, struggle for these objectives uh, everywhere. There's more about Luca Vicentini's talk in Dublin on our website, ic2.ie. And remember, the details of the Congress Charter are on our website as well. And do follow us on Twitter, at Congress, and on Facebook. And thanks for listening.